for the Culture Podcast. I'm Christina. This is Max, and this is Roseanne. Today we have our special guest, Leslie Sanai. How are you doing today? Doing good. Tell us about yourself. Well, um, I'm a singer, female songwriter, and um, I'm currently just working on a project. I haven't released anything in a while, but you know, I'm focused on more quality than just putting just anything out. I want to be proud of my project. When did you start singing? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, like from childhood, but I didn't take it serious because, you know, when you have like island parents, like, you know, they just not with the whole like, what do you mean entertainment business? You need to be a doctor, like lawyer. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, so um, basically I um, suppressed that for a long time and it wasn't until like high school I started singing again. So I kind of started singing in high school. Um, Haitian. Well, Haitian. Oh, yeah. so it works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What so. inspired you? What inspired you to start singing again? Yes. Um, actually, my producer. Um, because um, we were in band together. I was a dancer. He was um in percussion. So basically, percussion? like that's drumline. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Drumline. Sorry. So he was on drumline, and basically, he just started um telling me like. You know, like he does music. I'm like, oh, you know, I sing or whatever. But I was like joking. You know, I wasn't trying to be serious. And he heard me singing. He was just like, yo, you like you're very talented. And he just basically started believing in me more than I believed in myself. So he started like making me go to the studio and like singing. And so that's really kind of what inspired me to start again. And then like my love for it kind of grew again from like when I was a child. Yeah. You like compa? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Do you sing compa? Like, do you no, um, I actually don't really speak on Creole that well, like, so I can't get into it yet. But if anybody who was like, you know, in the Haitian music culture, then and they reached out, you know, I would learn it real quick <laughs> if you want me to have them. Yeah. So yeah. No, you more like uh, you understand it, but don't speak it well. Yes, no. exactly. That's how most That's how Haitian people are. Like, <laughs> that one year, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Do you feel like we should be sticking to our roots um, in our music, like we're inspiring it? I feel like you always got to represent your culture. Um, I do think that with me, I do want to represent my culture and let them know like, you know, Haitians aren't just like, you know, oh, um, like I'm a so is the only song that we got, yeah. like, you know, like only Haitian culture got. So like I do want to represent my culture, of course. Um, as far as doing Haitian music, I'm not sure if that's something that I would do. That's just not what I loved and grew up, and I don't think that's my calling. But I have a lot of people in my family who do Haitian music, so I'm like, you know, I don't think I need to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Even the club, um, you know how they got like different. Like everybody knows every type of like reggae music. And yeah. Stuff. When you tell somebody to play some Haitian music, they play the same. They play that same one. Song, same playlist. The same that playlist. That what is that two? That was two songs. Yeah. yeah. It's it really either I like, don't care or it's that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much other music out there. Just people are not aware of it. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Um, I think people are more interested in like um, listening to like American music. I know different areas though listen to like different kind of cultures. Like in New York, there's a lot of variation of culture that they listen to. Like instead of listening to just American music, it's all like island music, like either Haitian music or um, or Jamaican music, it's actually cultured over there. Like down here, 
they come down here, they're like, where's the island music? And I'm like, they don't play that down here. It's all American music. Listening to, you know, like, club it trap. It depends, because you got, you got your little sections over and like, you see, like, soca parties and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's events. This is, like, every time you go oh, out, that's all like they're playing. Okay. You know, like, here, it's like you have to go to a certain kind of event that they're it's going to tell you specifically, this is what we're playing. So, like, who inspired you into, like, doing music as far as, like, who you listen to? Oh, um, who inspired me was actually Brandy. Brandy. Brandy, like, yeah, like, a lot of people don't say her, but, like, literally when I was younger, like, she was, like, everything to me. She was a superstar like that. She was everything to me. (laughs) Moesha, like, um, you know, I had the doll, like, she had a doll, I had the doll, like, literally Brandy, her first, um, album, like, I was listening to that bumping it like every single day and I'm like four it's because my cousin because she had like all the albums and I would just play that thing till it broke (laughs) so that's really where I started like singing at because I used to love her runs and how like she used to really just be authentic so that's why I really loved her you're from Brooklyn Mm -hmm. what kind of Brooklyn yeah um Crown Heights yeah yeah I'm born in Crown Heights and but I'm not really like you I was, moved when you was early, yeah, so like, I, I moved really young. Yeah. Um, when I was like three. So you can't really claim New York, really. <laughs> I moved back in eighth grade, so oh, I kind of can, but I kind of can't because I all I'm always over there because that's where my dad lives. So I'm always in New York because I have lots of family over there. But as far as being raised, like I always went because that's where I'm still from. Crown like, like, yeah. you still in Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. That means I got money. <laughs> well, no, because the thing is, no, the uh, properties. Yeah, a lot of the um, and the city is just like big like, rich people. Yeah, I heard they're changing like all like slums area. They're trying yeah, to yeah, investors are Brooklyn is crazy. renovating. The investors. Are I've renovating. never seen so many like Caucasian people yeah, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I went in November, and all I saw was like Caucasian people, and I'm like, I've never seen this before. Like that's why I'm like, I, I kind of like it because it's like integrating mm-hmm. now. Because before it used to only be like black people only. You don't see anybody of like, you know, you don't see a lot of culture mm-hmm. out there. So it's it's nice, you know. I don't and know it's about less, culture. less crime. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's always good. <laughs> I've seen a lot of culture out there. I see like New York is a city where everybody migrates to. Kind no, of. of course. Like that's like their first option, you know. Like from at least from what I think, like island people um their first options are yeah yeah. or new york or Or canada and then we're close but when i mean like um culture it's like more caucasian people are coming because it was always just either your you know muslim or your you know jewish or you are um, of the Caribbean island, any of them, because you know I've never met so many different islands like Grenada. I didn't hear that until oh, yeah. I, until I went African to New York. Too, like you know, I never heard of them until I was living in New York. Like because we don't have that down here. Like people yeah. from Florida being like, yeah, I'm from Grenada. I'm like I'm from where? <laughs> I was talking to a girl. She's from where she said she's from Indiana, mm-hmm. and um, she was like. She moved down here and she was like, in Indiana, it's only white, Caucasian, black. She was like, she oh, yeah, Ohio too. And she said she comes down here and it's like, everybody's mixed with something. <laughs> everybody's yes. this and that. And no, I feel like we're like the most cultured areas, like New York and um, Florida. Never lie, Jewish people, I went to New York one time and 
All I said, I went down one street, a block, straight Jewish people. They own that whole section. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, these people make it. They're like the investors. They make bank. Like, when I was in Jersey, like, there was this one event. It was literally only Jewish people allowed. Like, you couldn't even just walk in. Only like, Jewish people like, allowed? Only Jewish. Like, they had a sign or something? You had to be Jewish. Like, literally... Not that they had a sign, but it's like you can tell that you're the outcast. Like <laughs> you can tell that you don't belong here, and it's just they're gonna look like. Not saying that they're stuck up or anything like that, but it's just like you know you you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> so you do R and B music, right? Yes. So who's the best R and B music artist of like your time, of right now? Of right now, you know how they're like who's the uh, king of R and B? Like who's the queen? queen? Yeah, who's the queen? Um. I kind of sparked up again. They got a couple of artists that are popping right now. I think right now, people, okay, because of course everyone would say, like, you know, the queen is always Beyonce, but she's not doing R&B right now. She's doing like trap. Yeah. So I would say the queen of R&B right now, just of like now, like this year, I would say it's LMA. Because she's at her too, but I feel. But they're actually doing R and B. Like, like you have to think about who's actually doing R and B right now. Who's not just doing like the da 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 like singing trap ways, like singing like Young Thug, singing like Gunna, so that they can actually go ahead and be, um, you know, relevant and hype. And people are very um focused on hype right now. Nobody's actually listening to a body of work right now. People are like, okay, what's the next hit single? I think her name is Winter. What about her? What's her name? Oh, oh her? Her, her is a winter from on the show. No, there's a singer. I forgot her name. Her, she wears shades. Oh, I think so. I, yeah, her. No, not her, not her. <laughs> no, like, did have a great name. Oh, her. I feel oh, like LMA, the reason I said LMA. She has some good features. Because I love her, her, but her has like that, you know, um, very, um, you know, Janae Aiko's like, like that kind of vibe, like she's very, you know, like in my feelings, you know. Summer but Walker, Ellen, I said Summer Walker is good too, but I wouldn't Summer say Walker. queen. I wouldn't say queen for her. Um, the only reason why I say LMA is because she reminds me of like nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, nineties. Yeah, like everything is a hit. Like the whole one. That's the only reason I say her. Like mm-hmm. she's killing. I'm not gonna lie. So she's the she's the she's the queen right now. I think of right now, like this year. If we're basing it off of just like last year, this year, like. Yeah. Then I would say LMA is the only one really doing R and B like actual R and B like nineties kind of R and B. Who's the king of R and B? That <laughs> um, I would say Chris Brown. I love Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown. He's so like underrated. Like they not giving him his props. Like he literally is always coming out with a single, and it always goes platinum. Like you cannot say that. They don't give him his credit, and I just admire him, and I feel like everybody needs to stop focusing on his life and focus on his body of work, because he's an artist. Why are you so worried about his life? Like, I don't care. Why do you care if, like, it's not your business? Like, he became an artist, like a musical artist. Why are you so focused on his life and his background and what's going on? Like, that's not what we're focused on and everybody's just so focused on everybody's life and I don't care about that stuff just listen to the body of work don't listen don't be checking for oh what did you do in your past like I don't care does Jacquees make a what is it Jacquees 
does he make a like is he is he close to being the king or uh, you don't feel like not in my eyes i think that he's dope i just think that he has a way to go to be like king because of the fact that chris brown actually does r&b that's the only reason why i'm like yo he's still king because he's still doing it like now um as far as women in the music industry like singers we're not really doing as much r&b we're just trying to do music that's hype to get into the door so do you feel like eps are like the thing right now yeah I'm doing albums. EPs. Yeah. <laughs> um i do think that um eps are what upcoming artists do that's because of the fact that you know they're not really um as built yet like built up yet to be doing albums because you want to make sure that you're going to get sales you want to make sure that you're going to get um listened to if you're doing an album album consists of like 12 songs 12 or more um if you do an ep it's six songs it's six songs that are really good that you know like okay this is my six this is what i can fund this is what i can fund for promo this is what i can do so i think it's um all about strategic um strategic ways of putting out your music. So that's why EPs are like the thing right now because it's like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and make sure that, you know, I get this listened to, this is gonna get me up. And now after I do that, they start working on albums. Do you feel like on the radio, that radio is like dying out for helping artists that are actually talented beyond? I do think that. I feel like radio kind of died a long time ago. I think that it died a long time ago because when you were younger, you used to hear different songs. Mm -hmm. We don't hear different songs. We hear the same song. Same 10 songs. Every hour is the same song. Like, it's always the same thing. You never hear like, oh, this is that new, this new artist, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't hear that anymore. It's always like, oh, um, you know, new LMA, new J. Cole. J. Cole be playing, they play that same J. Cole song. It's fire though, but it's just like they play that same. You know, they play Child? Um, that Crooked Smile song. Oh, they play that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Last five years. You know, they've been playing that um forever. And I just think that, you know, radio is not really helping um new upcoming artists because of the fact that, you know, they don't they don't look to play news music. They wanna play the same thing because they wanna play um what's gonna be heard because of the fact I feel like radio's kinda of dying out. Cause you know, all these streaming sites, we got, you know. You don't need Spotify. to wait for your What, song what to platform out. do you think is most successful for like artists? Um, Like right now, out of right those, now, what, what would you say is most helpful for artists to feel? I think that um, there's not really one because when you, um, like when an artist goes to a distribution company, they put it on every single platform for them. So it's not like you have to go to them individually because the distributor goes ahead and puts it on everything. Um, as far as every single different, like stream site has their own, you know, their pricing of like the percentages and everything. But I feel like they're all pretty good because they, literally put them on like title they put it on apple music they put it on spotify and everything but um as far as streaming goes it's like yeah streaming's cool but you know it's not really getting money yeah and that. what about like the label versus being independent that is kind of what is hard for me because um i think that what an artist should do i'm dropping gems y'all i'm sorry because <laughs> you know like this is what i've 
studied. I've yeah. studied the music business, and this is what I've been doing. But okay, I'm gonna just go ahead and drop the gems. Whatever. That's what we do. Yeah. Keep it to myself. Oh, but what I feel like is um, important is that an artist needs to build themselves up first. If the label has to do everything for you, that's how they control you. If you already build yourself up and you have your following and you have your fan base, the label cannot sit there and be like, oh, I have to spend this much on you. So, you know, you're going to have to pay me back this. So you're going to have to give me all this, you know, all this studio time. Like I'm paying for all this studio time and I'm paying for all of this. And, you know, I have to pay for your uh, styling and I have to pay to, um, you know, promote you. And I have to pay for this and all this stuff. Music video. And um, like, yeah, basically make them your funder for your music and not for your image mm -hmm. because if all they have to do is pay for your funding um like to promote you then that's better than them having to actually build you up like get your face on tv and get your face out there if you already have your fan base what more you're offering them more than somebody who doesn't have anything because now they have to spend more money to build this person up, meaning your contract is all the way crazy, yeah. meaning they have control of your whole entire life. If you literally have something to work with in the beginning, then you kind of run how everything's going to go. Like, look, you're only paying for my studio time. You're only paying for my videos and you're paying to get this stuff distributed. That's yeah. what you're paying. For. That's what you're here for. That's all yeah. I need you for. I don't need you to with so social media now you don't really need a marketing exactly team. and that's what um the labels normally have to do is pay for your marketing team and they have to um pay for you to look good and make sure that you're in the finest hotels because they have to make you look like somebody because all this stuff is for show like i can literally make it seem like i've been doing so much things because if i go to the studio right now today and i go with five outfits and I take different angles. I can go ahead and post on social media and make it seem like I've been in the studio working like a lot when I really haven't been doing nothing. It was that one day. It's all show. Like social media is all about shows. How you finesse the game and make it work for you. So fake it till you make it. Yes, you fake it till you make it. That's literally all. Do you really think these people like these people are lying to us? Okay, on social media they're lying. They're not doing all this stuff. It's literally. Um, these models and stuff, it's all about, okay, I'm going to go get these five outfits, you know, seven outfits, so I can have this one day where I take all these photos in different locations, and I'm going to post them every single day. I have a new photo for every single day. And that's building up my social media, that's building up my engagement, that's building up everything, and now I have a whole following, and now so whatever I want to do as my business... I can go ahead and um, do it because I have a good following and I really don't even put that much work in. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like you're going to have to start being more like freaky and dressing more a little bit. Absolutely so not. Like, no. Sex does sell, but I don't feel like I need to do that. I just feel like I'm going to continue, continue to be my, uh, continue to be me um no matter what like you know it's either take or leave it because either way i can be independent because i know business or you can take me as i am and you know take what i have to offer because at the end of the day yes um sex sells 
but I don't need to sit there and be like Tatiana on, <laughs> on Instagram to go ahead and get like all this stuff. I'm here for my talent. What do you think of the artists that are like Blueface that are out here on this platform getting all this attention and feeding out such negative frequencies to yeah, our generation? Like, I don't. You follow Takashi? I just you like his new age. Um, stuff. I want to know what you, you gotta feel. Get what's time, like, what's yeah. your what's? Yes, we're we're about adapting and adapt or die, right? In this generation, I feel like it's. But how do you feel about the music itself and what it's giving us? There's no substance. What do you feel I, about it? I feel like there's no substance. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we lost the real reason why people did music in the first place. Music was always like an outlet of what you're going through and it it was always relatable. I can't relate to you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, all they talking about is, um, you know, scamming. You know, people talk about scamming or they talking about like, you know, killing people or, you know, like, yeah, we talked about that in, in the past and stuff like that. But it's like they're talking about it, but they're not really living that life. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on now. Like, you're the really like, you just talking about doing stuff that you ain't doing. And and then all of a sudden, like, now um, your music makes no sense to me. Like, it makes no sense to me because now, okay, you're. Like you're talking about getting all this money, but it's not really your money. It's scam money. Then you're talking about like, oh, um, how you'll kill this guy, but you're really not gonna kill that guy. And then you're just talking about things that really don't make no sense. And then the mumbling of the mumble rapper. The mumbling <laughs> is just like, okay, like I can't even like word for word sing your song with you. Like I can't sing along. It's more like the you know. Mm -hmm. You know, you just gotta bob your head. Like, not saying that I don't like the songs, but I just feel like right now in this new age, we don't have substance. We don't have anything to really give to the kids that's like, oh, yeah, like, this is what you should be doing in life and helping yourself and, and growing as a person. It's like all these kids are like, yeah, like, let's go ahead and scan too. Like, come on, I'm yeah. never gonna do that. How old are you? I'm 23. I'm turning 24. Oh, so month. you have like an old soul. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like our generation, because I'm around the same age, so mm -hmm. I feel like that's how we are. We have a different way of thinking, you know. We grow up differently. Mm -hmm. We didn't grow up with like 2000 babies and stuff like that. So sure. everything's different. But I wanted to end this with a question. Um, should the price of your engagement ring be based off of your income? Engagement ring? Like, would you care if it's a small rock? <laughs> um. No, it depends on where we are in life. Let's let's be clear, like, because I have to explain this. <laughs> look, okay, if right now you are not making as much money, and I'm not making as much money, we're, you know, but we love each other, how am I going to expect you to get me, like, a giant rock? Mm -hmm. You know, so I understand. But if we are established <laughs> and... You're established, I'm established, and you try to give me like some petty rock. You know, it's just like, did you care? Like, <laughs> did you put thought into this? That's the only reason I would say like, okay, like this rock is like it's small. But if it, it, that's what I'm saying. It really just depends on where we are in life. I do think that this absolutely matters. I'm not asking you to get like Gucci. 
Gucci Mane. Like, I hate that ring. That ring is ugly. Like, that is <laughs> ugly. It's way too big. Like, give me a normal. I don't. I feel like um, I'm not even asking for too much with telling you to get me like a normal size ring. <laughs> I don't feel like I need like a gigantic ring, but don't give me no pebble. Yeah. Like, don't give me a pebble. So, that's. I do feel like the size of the ring. Don't you girls always talking about this the thought the car that counts? It's the thought. Yeah, the counts. thought that counts when you were broke. <laughs> when you were broke, like we're, if we're broke, okay, and you want to marry me still as we are broke, and you want to build together, then okay, I'll take this ring for now. I assume maybe you would want to upgrade it later. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's not bad. Like, I just don't think that's bad because at the end of the day, it's like I was here riding with you. That's like the thought that counts. If we're both established, like you're making bank, I'm making bank, why are you getting me a, a small ring? So basically, he has it, you care. Like, if you have the money to get me a, like, a decent ring. Something you like. Yeah. Give me the decent. That's not too much to ask for. That's normal to me. I feel like that's normal. If you're making bank and I'm making bank and you know what I like and stuff like that, and I'm not the type of girl that wants like a huge, bigger than my finger type rock, then why not get me a normal, like regular size ring? I don't think that it, it should be a problem. I don't think it's asked for too much, and I don't think she's a gold digger for expecting it either. So when is your EP coming out? Like, do you have a date? I don't have a date, but I am thinking more like May, summerish. You got a summer vibes. Yeah, maybe. All right. And where can we find you, like, on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Leslie Sanai. So L E S L I E S A N A I. You know, follow me. I follow back. Hey. Follow back. <laughs> and YouTube. YouTube, Leslie Sonic. We gotta see you more on there too. Yes, I am. I'm about to be posting. I'm like so excited. You don't understand. Things have been done in the background, you know, but I haven't just been putting it in the public yet. But it's about to happen, you know, like I'm gonna talk a little. <laughs> <laughs>